everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is September 2nd. Today, before we jump into the verses, I want to start out with a story that Elder Gibbons told about a man who had been born into the church, had uh, been active in the church, but decided to serve in the military instead of a mission, and had become completely inactive. He married a non-member, he raised his family outside of the church, and one Sunday afternoon he was mowing the lawn. At that exact same time, the bishop of the ward where he lived was sitting in his office, and he was looking over his ward directory. He came across this less active man's name and decided just in the moment to give him a call. As the less active man was mowing his lawn, the son came out to the front door and yelled, Dad, there's a Mormon bishop on the phone for you. The man went in to take the call, and the bishop said, with a name like, and then he called him by name, which apparently was a name that was uh, a Book of Mormon name and a church history name. He said, with a name like that, why the heck aren't you in church? The man answered, I don't know. Arrangements were made for the two of them to meet. The man's family eventually were all converted. He later became a counselor in a temple presidency. Now, what I love about that story is the bishop's boldness in saying, with a name like this, how the heck are you not coming to church every week? Now, the reason why that story, I think, is important to these chapters is, honestly, it feels like Samuel is up on the wall of this city yelling to the Nephites, hey, with a name like Nephites, why the heck are you so unbelieving? Here you have the Nephites with this rich history of faith and belief in Christ, and yet here they are being wicked and unrighteous and unrepentant. And Samuel, a Lamanite, is now called in to say, hey, Nephites, what is going on? It is time for you to change. It is time for you to repent. It is time to remember who you actually are and be reconverted to the gospel. And that is exactly where we are here in Helaman chapter 14. Samuel is talking about the signs of Christ's birth. He explains how Christ's birth will be welcomed with a day and a night and a day as if it were one day, with a new star, with signs in the heavens and on the earth. Then he goes on to explain how to repent and how to receive a remission of sins through faith in Jesus Christ. He talks about how Christ redeems us from both the first and second spiritual death. And now, here we have Samuel begging the Nephites to repent begging them to remember who they are and their rich heritage of faith. You know, it's interesting as he is sitting there begging the Nephites to repent, speaking to them about the beliefs that they once held dear. It made me think about us and how we oftentimes need to remember our beliefs, remember our faith and come back to that faith. Now we all ebb and flow a little bit in our lives. Elder Packer used to say that he crosses the straight and narrow path so often that he just hopes he dies when he's crossing it. We all make mistakes. We all have times where we're doing really, really great and times where we're really struggling. But what I've seen in my life and what I see here with the Nephites is that when we realize that our behavior isn't in line with our beliefs, we have two choices to make. We can either change our behavior to match our belief, or we change our belief to match our behavior. And unfortunately, that's what it seems like the Nephites have done here. 
So here in Helaman chapter 14, as Samuel is preaching to the people, he begins to talk about the signs of the death of Christ and the destruction and just all the scary, awful things that are going to happen when Christ is killed in Jerusalem. Now he says in verse 28, And the angel said unto me that many shall see greater things than these, to the intent that they might believe that these signs and these wonders should come to pass upon the face of this land, to the intent that there should be no cause for unbelief among the children of men, and this to the intent that whosoever will believe might be saved. Now when I read that today, I thought, how amazing it's going to be for the people who are going to be alive at the time to see these signs and these wonders, not only the signs of the birth of Christ with all the light and the new star and the signs in the heavens, but also how incredible it would have been to be there to see the signs of the Savior's death. The angel tells Samuel the Lamanite here that the reason these signs are going to come is so that people can believe. So that when they see them, they might realize the truth of the words of the prophets and that there would be no cause for unbelief. But it's important to realize that the prophets have taught that without faith, there is no miracle. Meaning, if you don't have faith, if you don't believe, then when you see these things and you see these miracles, it's easy to pass them off as coincidence or to say that it's not real. Bruce R. McConkie used to say that faith requires repentance and miracles require faith. Meaning if we want to see miracles in our lives, then we have to be repentant and we have to develop faith. Because without repentance, without faith, all we have is coincidence. Because even then there were people who saw the signs of the Savior's birth, who saw all these different miracles and things happening, who still chose not to believe. But when we have faith, then we can see the miracle and the hand of God in our lives. So that being said, when I read that verse, that all these signs and wonders should come to pass for the intent that there could be no cause for unbelief, it made me think, what signs and what miracles have you been given in your life that fuel your faith, that allow you to believe? I feel like I've had so many examples in my life where I have witnessed someone being healed with the priesthood. And every time I've had that experience, it has allowed me to set aside any feelings of unbelief. Watching those miracles happen have allowed me to have greater faith and greater belief. So my question to you is, what are the things that you experience or have experienced that allow for greater faith and belief in your life? They can be big things like healing. They can be small things like the sunset every night. But what are those things? What are those moments that allow you to believe? I invite you to reflect upon that today. What are the signs and the wonders that our Father in Heaven has given you with the intent to help you believe? I know that He reaches His hand into the lives of all of us so that He can bless us with signs and wonders, so that He can bless us with miracles, both big and grand, huge miracles, and those small everyday miracles. And I know that he does it to help us believe in him. And then to close out this chapter, Samuel says something that I love. He says, and now remember, remember my brethren, that whosoever perisheth, perisheth unto himself. And whosoever doeth iniquity, doeth it unto himself. For behold, ye are free 
and ye are permitted to act for yourselves. For behold, God hath given you a knowledge, and he hath made you free. And he hath given unto you that ye might know good from evil. And he hath given unto you that ye might choose life or death. My friends, I am so grateful for the agency which God has given us. It is so easy in life to be acted upon, to feel like we don't have any choices, to feel like we can't make the changes that we want to change. But our Heavenly Father gave each and every one of us knowledge and agency. And with that knowledge and with that agency, you and I can do and be whatever we choose. It might be uncomfortable. We might have to make changes. We might have to do hard things. But you and I have the opportunity to choose for ourselves. And Samuel tells the Nephites here, look, whatever happens to you is going to happen because you have chosen it. Either way, you have no one to blame but yourself because God, who is a loving father in heaven, has given you that right to choose. And in the end, when we are standing before our father in heaven, able to be in his presence because Christ overcame that first spiritual death, we will have a perfect remembrance of our choices. And that perfect remembrance will be a mercy to us because in that moment we will know that we chose good or that we chose evil. That if we perish, we perish because of our own choices. And if we are exalted, we are exalted because we chose Christ. My friends, I testify that God is a loving and a merciful and a just God, that he gave us everything that we need to succeed and to be happy, and that he brings miracles into our lives if we have faith to believe them. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.